Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. video clothed i am in my robe <laughs> in taylor's the, wearing her costco robe yeah in the robe that was featured mm-hmm. by all of us yeah it was. i rarely take it off it's only about uh, 82 degrees in la right now so it felt like a good day to put on my oh it's nice day to be cozy gosh. super i know we're having like a random a couple days of like really hot weather so yeah Wear this until I take myself to the beach later. Oh, what a life you lead. I know. That was a great segue to our topic today. It really wasn't at all, but we're going to make it one. So today we are talking about codependency and how to determine if you are codependent in any or all of your relationships. (laughs) So, Jessica, just throw a definition of codependency at us. So in case you've never heard of codependency, being codependent is when you're excessively attached emotionally or psychologically on another person to meet your needs. And it can go both ways. So you can be codependent and be trying to do everything for someone else, or you can be codependent in that you need someone else to do everything for you. So it goes both ways, but it's just being very, very tightly attached to someone else to get your needs met. You can't survive on your own would be the feeling behind codependency. Like I can't do it unless I have this person to do it with me or for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mood, your behaviors, everything is very dependent upon the other person. Mm -hmm. So it's thought of a lot in the substance abuse realm where you have someone who is dependent on substances and then maybe they are in relationship with somebody who enables um, a lot of their behavior, somebody who, you know, pays for things for them and supports them and because they are not doing any of that on their own because they are using So that's kind of what I think a lot of people think of is like, oh, they're in a codependent relationship um, because they're abusing substances and they're kind of leeching all of this support from other people in order to function. But it can also be in just everyday typical relationships without that going on. And so Mm -hmm. it is an important thing to think about in your relationships because it can be very stifling to you as an independent person and it can really just handicap you in living a well-rounded life because you're essentially being controlled by your own need to be fulfilled by somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's just so much more common than we think it is. I know that as Logan and I 
check in and talk to each other or if we're like feeling off because of an afternoon or something and we're trying to like reestablish ourselves and get back on the same page I'll be like I'm just feeling so codependent right now <laughs> like I feel like like you had a hard day and you came home and you brought that energy and as the result you want to fix it your energy yes I want to fix it and also it's like if you come home in a bad mood my mood is ruled by yours. So now I can't possibly be happy mm-hmm. because you're upset. And now that you're upset, I'm mad that you're upset or I'm upset too. And then all of a sudden we're both upset when 20 minutes ago before you came home, I was fine. Right. right. So that's what like yeah, kind of that like. It all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what, like that within like marriage or, or relationships, that's kind of what it can look like. And then what we want it to look like is he comes home upset and I say, and I'm feeling his energy, it's kind of like, well, you know, when we all come home upset and then like your energy yeah. spreads or whatever. And I look at him and I say, wow, you look really upset and I'm getting that feeling for you. I'm here for you and I support you, but I'm not going to let that change how I'm feeling right now. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. continue on with our night and our routine and I'm going to stay positive because that's how I was feeling before. But like, I'm here for you when you need me. And that will pull somebody out of that mood a lot faster than when you join them in codependence. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. We all have like, yeah, that it's a spectrum Mm -hmm. for sure. And so there's codependence that is clinical, I guess you could say, I don't know what what would be the term for that, but like that is, it is a problem. You are living the majority of relationships in a codependent way. But then you have this, like what Taylor's talking about, where it's like, there's a shade of codependence because you are closely attached to someone, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily unhealthy, but you can always set better boundaries to have it be healthier. Mm-hmm. But it's just this like a spectrum where we do all have some sort of shade of codependence and it's being aware and learning about it and then realizing, okay, how do I boundary my life a little bit better to have a healthier Yeah. And so like, how do you figure out where you are on the spectrum? We can look at symptoms, right? So like mm-hmm. signs or symptoms that show that you might be feeling or in a codependent situation. Yeah. So some symptoms of that could be your self-esteem. You have low self-esteem. You're looking to be perfect in the eyes of this other person. Um, it could be your big time people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, saying no gives you extreme anxiety. You never want to say no to this other person. You struggle with like poor boundaries with this other person. And, um, you're kind of always in maybe that caretaking role or you have really poor communication patterns with somebody else. And you're just kind of in denial that a lot of this is happening. Um, when codependency kind of takes that turn to being very unhealthy, that is where we kind of see abusive relationships start to form. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, you have one person that's very controlling, um, maybe they're cutting off, you know, this other person's resources because they want to be the person that meets all of this other person's needs. Um, like you can't go out of the house without me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isolating people. To? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think some of, you know, these things in day to day relationships are pretty normal. Like with a spouse, 
you should be able to, you know, talk to them about some decisions, making decisions as a team. You're not going to always make decisions independently. So I would Mm -hmm. not classify that as your codependent in that relationship. But Mm -hmm. if you are never able to make any decisions for yourself and all of your decisions are controlled by another person or you are doing that to them, that's when things get to what Jessica is more clinical. Mm-hmm. Or you're framing your life based on what you think they're going to want. Yeah. So you're not living your life for you. You're living your life to protect someone else's feelings and their wishes and stuff. And that's very codependent of like, I would put your needs above mine always. That's classic codependence. Mm-hmm. Classic codependence would be like, I do what's right for you at the expense of what's right for me. Mm-hmm. So this is like that mother who will do everything for their children and never let them fail because it would hurt her to watch them fail instead of realizing that it's what's okay for their kids Mm -hmm. or my spouse is an alcoholic and I do everything for them because I need to fix it, but I can't fix it because they're an alcoholic and they have to fix that. So I'm going to fix everything around it while ignoring the fact that like, maybe I should just, let them do what they need to do, you know? Yeah. So it's that's hard. Yeah. And it's kind of like whenever you're like people like this tend to, they tend to do more than their share always. And then as a result, they feel like hurt when people don't acknowledge them or don't recognize your efforts or, you know, it's like a big blow yeah. when people don't see or they feel like the taken advantage of yes. when yeah. it's really like you, We've said this before, to be a doormat, you have to lay down. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you took advantage of me. But it's also like, well, you were kind of wanting me to do that. And you wanted to do that for me. But now you don't, you know, it gets yes. really messy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one way to kind of look at it, I think a lot about, you know, teenage relationships. Uh, like when I was a teenager, you know, you have your best friend and you're so dependent upon that friend's approval. You make all of your decisions together. What are we going to be doing this day? And how are we going to do our hair? And I always think like? about that when I see As like a, a row of girls. I mean, yeah, maybe well, not about my hair. I've had the same like, hair for but yeah, but yeah, but like doing whole life, stuff. but... <laughs> Yeah, what are we going to wear like on this you day? See, yes, you see like a row right. of girls walking through the mall and they're all wearing a different variation of like cut off shorts and a tank yeah. top, you yes. know, because well, nobody wants, so nobody wants here, to be wearing yeah. their long pants <laughs> and their turtlenecks. Yeah, it's, it's, and some of that is very, very age appropriate because yeah. teenagers but, yeah. haven't learned to kind of be their own person yet, but it's like taking that kind of relationship into adulthood like yeah i'm all of my decisions are wrapped up in this other person's approval and what they are doing and you never kind of individuate system is the same because it's normal teenager are the same as an adult yes it's normal as a teenager it is it can be unhealthy as an adult you have to watch it for sure Mm -hmm. so if you are thinking about your relationships you have right now and you're feeling like you're possibly a little codependent in some of them, maybe with a friend or a spouse or a parent. Some ways that you can work on this would be one, we just hammer this all the time, but setting boundaries. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pursue counseling, whether that's individual counseling or like couples therapy, um, doing things for yourself without seeking approval or permission or that sort of thing, or combating some of your people pleasing, mm-hmm. being all right, sitting with the discomfort of making someone upset because you made a decision that you feel good about. Mm-hmm. So tough as a recovering people pleaser myself. And I think really just like also paying attention to your mood and your emotions when you're around other people in different situations. Like what effect is that? How does your mood change when you're around that person? Like how does it, how do you feel like you kind of revolve? Are you, are you joined with that person in that relationship? Are you joined in an experience where you're both having a good time? You're both being aware of each other or are you dependent on how they're doing? Do you feel like they need to be having a great time the whole time for you to be okay? And if so, what's that saying? That's saying that you are more concerned about them and making sure that they're okay because of the effect that they have on you. So it's good to distance yourself from that and look at yourself and say, okay, how can I be okay no matter who I'm around or no matter what their mood is? A good example is, um, so I was with someone who was codependent and someone who was aware of her codependence and was kind of like working on pointing it out to her said, how are you doing this weekend? And then the person who's codependent said, we are doing this, this, and this, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, I didn't ask about the group. I asked about you. And it's just that very simple thing of be from going from a we to a me, mm-hmm. which is great. It's wonderful to be attached to people, but anxious attachment to the extreme degree is codependence. So anxious is that I get my needs met by you fulfilling all of my needs, right? Mm -hmm. But then we go to that nth degree and then you get codependence. So it's okay to be in a healthy relationship with give and take. It's just really hard when you've gone so far and it's like everything is about us as the unit. It's usually a two-way thing, you know, you and one other person and it's about this relationship, protecting this relationship, doing everything for this relationship, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Or the opposite, I have to have this relationship to be myself, which is not true. Mm -hmm. I just thought of a really dumb example. (laughs) Perfect. I love dumb examples. (laughs) Um, it's. I think this is just me being weirdly stubborn or like, holding on to my days as a single human. But when I'm in group messages and my husband's in the group message as well, and people are inviting us to something, I always try to respond just for myself and make him respond. I'll be there. (laughs) I don't know about him. which, Which I'm not doing with any intent to like show that I'm not, codependent or that we're not a unit or anything like that i just think it's funny it's funny um and so that would be a good um exercise if you are codependent to purposely be like i will be there (laughs) i would love to come yeah Yeah, and do that on like a grander scale you know of like Mm -hmm. 
yes, I can do things by myself or Mm -hmm. I can show up to something just me without my spouse or my best friend or whoever I'm with that's that I'm codependent with and Mm -hmm. trying to do some activities where you're kind of being your own person and Mm -hmm. representing yourself. So, yeah, yeah. that's a good exercise. Some of the things that you might confuse codependence with might be like an anxious attachment because you can have an anxious attachment and not be codependent. Um, Being extroverted is not the same as being codependent. Yeah. Like if you you gain energy and fuel from being around people. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're like, but I don't like being alone. Like that's okay. You don't have Mm -hmm. to like being alone. Like that doesn't mean you're codependent. You know, Mm -hmm. there are some things where you're like, Oh, am I codependent? But really you want to see, is this relationship something that I need and that I'm clinging to, or is it, you know, it's like an addiction. Could I walk away if I needed to, can I keep healthy boundaries? Let me put one in place and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And if you think that maybe someone is being codependent with you and you set a boundary and then they push back against it, that's a good sign that they were being codependent. You're like, oh, okay, I know what I'm dealing with now, you know? Yeah. And so it's okay. Like you might be like, but I am like clingy and I, my mood, like Taylor said, like when my husband comes home in a bad mood, I do take that on. Mm-hmm. Like you're not necessarily doomed. Mm-hmm. But like that is something for you to take in and realize like, okay, I can I can put some things into place and try and distance myself and be a little bit more of myself rather than mm-hmm. I'm I'm Jessica and Elliot instead of just being like, I'm Jessica who loves Elliot. Yes. Yeah. Because we're so, not saying that relationships are bad or that you shouldn't care about the well, people yeah. that you're with. Yeah, for like. sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like... Like we've just been talking about, like maintaining your independence while being in a loving and supportive relationship, and then like working through those little like flags or kinks or you know speed bumps through that with that person. If you guys are both on the same page of yeah, I want you to be healthy and I want to be healthy, and we can put these things in place, and neither of you are pushing back on that, then that's mm-hmm. a good sign. Yeah. So, do we have any takeaways, guys? I just thought of a weird one. One thing to try. (laughs) So I talked about people pleasing. Um, Next time you go get your hair dyed or your hair cut or something like that. This is just an example. Like an appearance altering thing. Don't ask for permission from other people. Oh, yeah. Like don't ask, hey, should I do this or should I do this? Just go do what feels good to you. And yeah. be all right within yourself with the reaction you might get. Um, whenever I go get my hair dyed and my parents see it, my dad had a classic response once. He was like, can you return that? Because <laughs> they just don't like when I dye my hair. If they yeah. ever listen to this episode. They don't listen to the podcast, but it would be funny. Be And I have had to work just in general on things like that where I get an opinion from somebody else that's not in favor of something I've done and mm-hmm. being like, okay, but I really like it. And that's what matters is that I like this thing that I did. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great challenge. Mm-hmm. Go out. Do you. Yeah, you do, do you. you, boo. <laughs> Yeah, so for our last takeaway, 
just set a boundary. If you feel comfortable setting a boundary and it's easy for you, probably no codependence there. If you set a boundary and it's very hard, there's something that you need to work on. If you set a boundary and the other person in the relationship pushes back against it, that's good information for you to have. So practice setting boundaries. If you need help, go back and listen to our our episode on boundary setting. It's such a good one, guys. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being here. Good luck discovering if you're codependent or not. If you have more questions, feel free to DM us, email us, reach out on Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of the social networking sites. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Neat. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process. So please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears. And our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bloopers. Bloopers. Mood, your behavior, everything is kind of enwrapped. Enwrapped wrapped up? Enwrapped's not a word, but it's nice. Yeah, you're wrapped up or <laughs> is in, wrapped up in the, engrossed, enveloped. Yeah, it could go. Yeah. In, there's a, there's it was a, a combo of so many <laughs> <laughs> beautiful words. I liked it. Thank you. I was enwrapped. Is enwrapped a word now? I, don't I know. know. I don't, Katie just made it a word. Heard it here first.